Good afternoon and welcome to another exciting and glamorous and fantastic yet entertaining and educating edu, edu, edumentating. I made a word up just now, Georgia. <laughs> Love it. Edumatating episode of How Betty Davis Saved My Life. Life lessons from classic Hollywood. I am the no talking, look, need hooked on phonics, Moya. <laughs> and I'm her partner in crime, Georgia. <laughs> Who bears with me with, with all my, my madness. And and we are so happy to be with you as always. Thank you for everyone for all your support on our Facebook page, How Betty Davis Saved My Life. All our new fans, shout out to all our groups that we're a part of, uh, the Ultimate Fashion History, um, the Joan and Constance Bennett pages, uh, William and Myrna Lloyd, the Fred McMurray and Joan Crawford, our way of love, our way of loving Joan Crawford and the other Betty Davis fan pages. Um, and I'm I'm leaving some out, Silver Screen Oasis, Cinema Cafe. Uh, I mean, just so many um pages, and I'm sorry if I'm leaving some out. I, I know I am, but thank you guys for all your support. We also have our YouTube channel by the same name, How Betty Davis Saved My Life. And um and I encourage everybody, you know, go back to some of our other podcasts because there's a lot of great pages out there, Georgia, on Facebook. Age of Vintage, I've been looking at a lot of his stuff. Excellent, excellent um trivia on just classic Hollywood, just perfect. Um, Karen Alrude, Be Kind, Rewind. So uh, I think it's Real Black Cinema, R-E-E-L, Black Cinema. So just so many to name, guys. But let's support... The channels that are still keeping these movies and our beloved movie stars alive. So Georgia, talking about our beloved movie stars, you know, one of my crushes, and Georgia cannot understand why I, I like this actor. I, I think this actor is sexy to me. I don't can't understand it. Um, our movie today, what is the name of our movie today, Georgia? The Animal Kingdom from 1932, pre-code movie. Pre oh, you know, that's our favorite, pre-code. Keep it hot, keep it hot, hot and naughty. Um, starring Leslie Howard. You, Georgia cannot understand why I think he's the bee's knees, honey. But I love Leslie Howard. I don't know. I, I just really do. So Leslie Howard, huh, go ahead. Oh, I'm so sorry, Moya. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, but I, 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 in this movie, he is so totally different than Ashley Wilkes. <laughs> I, now I can understand why you think he is hot stuff. Yeah, I mean, he's not an attractive guy. He's not, you know, whatever. But um, because he always played. He was in um one of my favorite Betty movies of all time. Another uh, a, a movie that he and she were in. I think their first movie of Human Bondage. He always plays a, a kind of a, a simp. A little bit, or or a week, or a sap, um, and so Animal Kingdom kind of we gets into that a little bit too. But who else does it star, Georgia, besides um my crush Leslie? We also have the lovely Anne Harding, yes, Myrna Loy, William Gargan, and Neil Hamilton, who played Commissioner Gordon on Batman. Yes, yes, and and just real quick, Age of Vintage, I believe. Oh, I hope I'm not saying it right. Uh, I'm getting the wrong channel. I want to say it was age. No, it might have been Be Kind Rewind. Had a really good piece on Neil Hamilton because he was at the height of his fame. 
And by the time we got to, when we knew him from Batman, a TV series, you know how famous Fickled, he had he, he had fallen so far, his his star had just really dimmed so much in a Hollywood scene that Batman really brought him back from the brink. And in his faith, he became a, Rome, a, a Roman Catholic because he was about a lot of, like a lot of these stars, uh, even today, but back then, when your star dims, he was he was contemplating suicide because he had fallen off. But Batman brought he took a chance on that little silly show Batman and and the rest is history. Isn't that fascinating? It is. I did not know that about him. But as a kid, I loved love Batman. In fact, I actually had uh, Batman and Robins autographs what? <laughs> and posing it yes i had a picture of them posing in front of the batmobile get out of here yeah, how did you get West that and, and well when my it's kind of a convoluted story but when my aunt was in college one of her roommates was one of the producers of oh, batman wow. mm -hmm. and so she asked her roommate if uh, they could bring me and my sister and brother like some kind of a souvenir you know their autographs and so she did she mm. gave us, they signed off. I got their their autographs. Oh, that is so cool. I, did yeah. you take it to school and make everybody jealous? Because that's what I'd have done. <laughs> Heck yeah. I just told them I met them. I said, I met them. I was on a set and they offered me a part, but my mom said I was too young. I lied and made such a big story of that. So you, you are way better than I am. But wait, Georgia, do you not know? Guys, yes, we're going to get to the movie. But did you know that Burt Ward and um Adam West were freaks? Adam West? They were freaks. No. Girl, you got to go oh, look that no. up on YouTube. My ah, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, it was getting it on. The Batman was was taking all all he was he was he was ramming that Batmobile. There was two Batmobiles going to several Bat Caves, okay? <laughs> It and 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 <laughs> Burt Ward said he got the sloppy seconds. Whoever Adam West wasn't chopping down, he would. Girl, they were freaks, super freaks, super oh super God. friends. Were super freaks. <laughs> he really thought he was Bruce Wayne because you know Bruce Wayne is the billionaire playboy. So yeah, I could not. So yeah, guys, go look that up on YouTube. Ruin your childhood with Georgia too. Have the scales <laughs> fall from high. Super freak. Super friends are super freaks. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, y'all, we're going to get to the Animal <laughs> oh Kingdom goodness. movie. Well, I'm sorry. I'm shocked and horrified. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving a lot out. Maybe we should do, maybe this podcast should take a turn. We should talk about that kind of stuff. But anyway, anyway, no, today we're talking about the Animal Kingdom. <laughs> Georgia, Georgia, Georgia had not seen this movie. I had not seen mm -hmm. it in a million years. I had seen it like several times, of course, with my mom. Uh, my uh my great movie viewing buddy tell us about the animal kingdom what is it about okay so the our star leslie howard plays tom he's a spoiled rich kid and uh he has uh this bohemian lifestyle to the extent that he keeps a mistress played by ann harding well actually you know we would call her today you know a friend with benefits or you know, they <laughs> live with, without benefit of clergy yes they would say that and so um <laughs> so he is this uh publisher of these like fine art books they're kind of scholarly that's mm -hmm. that's his thing and, and Anne harding plays this artist and she aspires to be a painter so he falls for this respectable society girl played by myrna loy 
she has his father's approval. And so what's a poor little rich boy to do? So if you, this is a love triangle, people. And I have to tell you, if you want to see a movie about, don't let the black and white and the fact that it's from 1932 put you off because this movie is about sex, desire, money, and power. Yes. Oh, Georgia, that is perfect. And like we said, it's pre-code. So, you know, I in this day and age, it's the 21st century, I was shocked at some of the dialogue and content and, and the implications and the inferences. I couldn't believe and you how 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 could anyone be shocked in the 21st century with, you know, with anything? But, you know, it was it wasn't vulgar like we always say, but it was very frank and adult for that time because I laughed um, you know, uh post pre-code Anne Harding's character could would have never said, um, remember the line she said? She said, oh, well, I didn't keep the sale. I'm like the foolish virgins. She said, well, at least foolish. And I was like, yes. oh, my gosh. Yes. What a risque Wait, I line. I, I was astounded. It was. It's amazing for its blatant adult themes in 1932. It's surprisingly shocking and modern. And I was surprised at how far they could push the envelope at that time yes because this is that's how you know this is a pre-code film because tom our leading man i mean he comes right out that he's been very intimate with daisy and um when he talks he even talks about his past and then when he talks about his quote favorite place to stay he says it cost 20 guineas on the mantelpiece Hmm. Yep. Hmm. Yep. So you know where he was visiting. Yep. Yeah. I mean, this is just, I, I was astounded. I could not believe it. And, you know, RKO actually wanted to reissue this movie in 1935 and 1937, but it wasn't approved for a reissue oh, wow. for censorship reasons. And so that's why it was considered too racy to show on TV in the 50s and in the 60s. They wouldn't <laughs> show it. Why and what what a disservice because the this movie is one of those movies, Georgia, like I it it is a clinic on how to be a woman, how to be a man. Yeah. And Myrna Lloyd, this is one of her uh she's still a hair vampy, but her post vamp because she they have for whatever reasons is that Mar Myrna Loeb, who's probably one of the whitest white women ever on screen? You know, she was the uh, Nora Charles, and she became then later on she became, you know, she was mom. You know, like the best mom, even though even though I think she had any kids. But um, so she's she's uh, you know, they would have her playing foreigners like Asian women and gypsies and all yes. this. And so this was kind of that yeah. post. And and kudos to her. And and go look at her story on um on YouTube search because Myrna Law was on screen and off screen was a, just a powerhouse, real woman, an authentic woman. And if we have time, we'll, we'll talk about her. She was involved in a civil rights movement. I mean, just yeah. ahead of her time. Um, she, she could take or leave Hollywood. She was one of the few actresses who was very confident in who she was and she could take it. And she did leave Hollywood when she didn't get what she wanted. Like, I am out. Peace out. And call me when you need me. And if you don't, 
that's cool too. So I absolutely love Myrna Lloyd. But yeah, so she plays C, the the uh the the wife. So Georgia, tell us, you know, what your take? Because you had never this was your first time seeing this movie. What's your take on the movie? I could talk for an hour about this movie, Moya. Um, it, it is, there's so much, so yes. much in it. I, going back to what you were saying earlier, I'm going to get to your question, but I wanted to tell you that Leslie Howard demanded Myrna Loy for this part. Oh, wow. And he had, uh, on in the stage play, he, uh, Catherine Hepburn was in it, but he didn't, he just didn't get along as with the her wife? character at all. Uh, oh, Anne Harding's role. Yes, as the wife. Oh, played, no, uh, no, Catherine no, Hepburn no, no. played the wife, so he didn't care for her, and he... No. Yeah, he, he lobbied for her to be, you know, cut from the production, <laughs> so... Yeah, but anyway... Um, <laughs> So this is this is some of the things that that I think about this movie. Um, you have two. There, there's a couple of things here. He's faced with a dilemma. It's like you know about uh, living a life that's conventional and respectable, or loving art and, and life. Mm -hmm. And so it, it this depicts. I mean, this movie is examining. I think character and intelligence, people motive their integrity it's a story but it, it depicts love and friendship on many levels but the viewer has to really be able to listen to the dialogue yes and interpret all the subtle interactions between the characters because it's in a very civilized a very low-key ambiance that this is all taking place so you really really have to but you, you will pick up on it and then you'll really you'll really hear and see the power and the impact and the messages this movie has um, you know, one of the things, and I hope I'm not getting into this too early, but this is about when you talk more about how, uh, lessons on how to be a woman. Oh, I could talk about that for ages, but this movie is very surprisingly heavy and complex. It's very sly, I yes. think. And it's a very complex character study here. And one of the things that I thought was kind of amazing, and it reminded me a lot of a previous movie that Moy and I reviewed, Harriet Craig with mm -hmm. Joan Crawford, is this is about a woman who is willing to use sex to manipulate a man. Yes. And she's trying to get him into becoming what she considers, in her eyes, a successful man. Mm -hmm. And also the role that his father wants for him. I don't want to give too much away, but you will see sex uses to, and withholding of sex. Yes, yes. Using sex and withholding of sex is what you're going to see in this movie. Yes. And, um, you know, I, I really like the playwright, uh, Barry, who wrote this movie because mm -hmm. he wrote very demanding parts for women. And mm -hmm. I don't think Myrna Loy ever again would have a part that demanded so much of her. And I think she's absolutely perfect in this role. Yes. She has this lovely art deco, very glamorous look to her. Yes. And even though um, Anne Harding has this look where she's like uh, very, like, I, I think in many ways, sophisticated mm -hmm. and beautiful. It is, and very, in and, and many ways, very classy, I think, mm -hmm. for the role she plays. But it's not, but you can see the contrast between Myrna Loy and Anne Harding, that yes. not only just the way they costume, but their dialogue, yes. their, their acting, their attitudes. You will see a contrast here between wife mm -hmm. and mistress, I guess is the best way to put it. Mm -hmm. But, but, um, 
Oh, go ahead, finish. Oh, go ahead, Moya. No, go ahead. Well, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say, um, one of the things that I really liked about um, Anne Harding in this movie is when she has a choice here about him saying, you know, I want to have both of you. I want to have, mm-hmm. while I'm still married, you know, I want to have both of you. Right. And what, did, how does she react? What she does is, I think in my opinion, she did the right thing. Yeah. She ran. Yes. She, you see her run twice. She just <laughs> runs. Yes. Because her feelings for him are so strong, right. so overpowering. She knows she's deeply, deeply in love. And she's not going to be able to, like, uh, be uh, seduced. You know, she yeah. knows that. So she's going to, she runs, which I think was the right thing for her to do because that, the way it worked out is that made him want her even more. Mm-hmm. Once he got the wife, you know, he it's like, you can see his interest starts to wane. He's not as interested. But men enjoy the chase. They enjoy the mm-hmm. hunt. They want what they can't have. Mm-hmm. And a relationship based on sex alone is not enough. That's one of the that's yeah. one of the life lessons you learn in this movie. Sex alone is not enough to hold a man. And to yeah. me, if you were to ask me, because I started taking notes when I watched this movie, I scribble things down. I put like, you know, you you really need to stay true to yourself. Money is not the most important thing in life, and you need to recognize what true love is as opposed to lust. There's love and there's lust. Right. There are two different things in this movie. This movie has so, so much to tell you yes. about your choice of, of love in your life. Uh, and, and you start to question things about like, what are, what are morals? What is character? What is really integrity? Right. You know, and those are the things that Leslie Howard, he plays this role to the hilt mm-hmm. uh, and boy, he is brilliant in it. And I usually, I used to not think that he had that much depth to him. And then when I saw him in this movie, I thought what a nuanced, but amazing performance he has, you know, back then people that in the upper crust, when we see him in American movies, they would have this British accent because that was to us, that was portrayed as upper class. Right. But then you realize that it's not, not the amount of money you have or the accent that you speak with. Mm-hmm. It's your values and how you live your life. Absolutely. And that's, and that's timeless. And I'm so glad you brought, I mean, you hit so many points about sex as a weapon, um, you know, to manipulate. And I, and I, you know, I, I was going to bring that up about Ann Harding's response to him after he got married. And like you said, it, the bloom was off the rose, so to speak, of you know, starting to get off the rose. And <clears throat> and her response, and and as girl, you know what, Georgia, I didn't remember this when I was looking at it recently, but as you were talking, I had to do that. What Ann Harding did when I was younger, and a relationship that I, I knew was not gonna be healthy for me. And and it was it it, it wasn't based fear uh based purely off of physical because me and this this guy it we didn't even have a sexual relationship but you know you could you could see it was moving towards that but it was moving towards where I, where I was gonna be engulfed by him and he wasn't a bad person nice person but he could not give me all of himself 
Um, and look, he wasn't a relate. He wasn't a relationship. He wasn't married or anything like that. But he had been in a long term relationship. But like Leslie Howard, Leslie Howard was on a rebound, and that's from Ann Hardy, and that's why he went with Myrna Lloyd. Plus, his dad was pressuring him and all that. But Ann Harding had broke his heart because he had wanted her to marry him. Because these people had been friends. They were like the best of friends and they were lovers and they clicked and connected. But a lot of times, like today with women, you get afraid for whatever ABC, for one, for reasons. Okay, you get afraid. You know, marriages, they're putting the handcuffs on you, whatever you believe in your mind. So you're right. That was, so when she bolted the second time, um, when he wanted her to be the mistress, but it brought me back, like I said, to my uh, relationship I was uh, in the beginning stages of, and I and I remember looking at uh, the Animal Kingdom and Anne Harding's response the second time. I'm telling you, I, I just remembered that as you were saying it, because I got the f out of dodge. I was like, I already, you you you're going to, I'm no longer going to be myself, and I don't want to be that person this relationship is going to take me to. And yes, it was very difficult. And, but I thank you, Jesus. I did that. Um, but let's go back to, cause like you said, Jordan, there's so many, re so many life lessons in here. She turned him down, came back from her exodus, thinking she could run away from him and love and her feelings, really trying to run away from yourself. But when you turn right, right around, you're still there so she comes back thinking he's still available and homeboy has gotten married. This happens so many times and, and women, it's harder for us because, you know, a lot of us, sometimes you only get that one chance at that big love, you know, it's not, not all the time, but this was her one. They were soulmates, if you will. So Georgia, what do you think about that? Should she have, and we, like I said, we don't want to give away too much, but what do you think about that? If not, not only with this movie, but, you know, we're speculating if, if should she, the first time she ran, was she right to run because she wasn't ready? She ran out of fear, guys. Like, you know, you'll see it in the movie. Yeah. She really ran out of fear. But do you think that's a good idea or should you just take a chance? Should she, should she have just taken Ooh. a chance with Leslie Howard or if you're like, I am scared to death, I can't do this, I'm out. What, what, what do you think? I think she did the right thing by running. Because I think that if she had stayed and accepted the terms of that relationship. No, 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 the first time. The first time the, she the, ran. Yeah, the first time. Yeah, I I. I, I I I have to go with her choice. I kind of think she did the right thing, Leah, because, you know, he's he's saying, yeah, I'm, I'm about to get married to this woman, but I, you know, and he, and he no, no, I'm talking about the first time because remember she ran when he asked her to marry her. They were both single, so I am saying, oh, 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 I get it, I get yeah. it. Okay, um, yeah, she, that was a mistake. Yes, I do think it was. Okay. Because then they wouldn't have, he wouldn't have entered into this uh, marriage where it just wasn't a good fit for him. It wasn't, and you can see the realization that he, he realizes it's a mistake. But um, yeah, I would have to say she should have, 
Well, she was actually, my impression was she was really proposing to him the first time around, or he was proposing. Oh, yeah, that's right. She he, she turned him down a number yeah. of times. He did propose her. She turned him down. Yeah, I would say, yeah, she should have said yes. Now, she I'm play, very, very first. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to play devil's advocate, but if you are afraid or you don't want to give up your, your independent, you don't want to be a wife. You know you're not ready to be a wife. Now, like I said, we do have some, I do have some puritanical blood in me and I'm, a, you know, I'm conservative because I'm like, if I can hear my granny saying it, why buy the cow when you can get the calf for free? But if you have a man, a decent man who you love and respect and he wants to pay you the highest honor of asking you to be his wife, you're still sleeping with them. Why won't, why didn't Ann Harding marry him? I, I don't know if you can answer this, but why don't women today? And I and I, why don't women? And I understand you're afraid. Like I was afraid. You know, you who you don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah, you could somebody could you could get divorced. It could be horrible, but you're still sleeping with this person and giving them your body and your 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 mind. You're giving them your spirit, but you but and some of them you get pregnant. You give them a baby. What the hell is? The, the the oh, but I can't get married now. I mean, I don't. Care. I could give you all that, but your last name. Ah! You know? <laughs> Make me understand it. I don't understand that, I, and I don't know. I'm not. You maybe can't answer that, but do you understand how I'm perplexed by that? Yeah, I do. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I can totally understand your point of view, Moya. Yeah. yeah. And 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 this broad and Harding <laughs> Daisy. She understood when, when Leslie Howard told her I'm married to somebody, it became all too clear because she had to, and I'm glad you brought that up too. She had to lower her pride and ask and beg his forgiveness for running out on him like that, crushing him and ask him to marry her. So you, so yep. you're not, you're a double humiliated or really triple because you've been sleeping with this guy and all this kind of stuff. And you wouldn't marry him. You ran. So X, X on that. Second, he comes and tell you, you, you realize you're a dummy. And then you have to ask him to marry you. Then strike number three. Oh, he's getting married. I mean, why humiliate yourself like that's I, 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 it's beyond me. That's that's but that's just me, Georgia. That's just me. Yeah. Uh, but it really makes you think about all these things because. You see him understand what the true, I don't want to spoil anything, but listen to at the very end, how he finally decides what the true definition of a wife is. It, yes. To me, this is like a very yes. pivotal point of the whole movie. Thank what you. What is truly a wife, who tr what truly a wife is. Yes. <clears throat> yes. And, and we were kind of running out of time, but uh, there was a, a bro code in here. There was uh, there was a bromance in here. There was a bro code, <laughs> and I'm telling y'all have to see this movie because Myrna Loy as a, and I'm guilty of this too as women. I don't know why we just program. We got to break up the bro code. We got to isolate and 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 get rid of get and get the man all to ourselves. I am guilty of that. I that is wrong. It was wrong on this movie. It's wrong on, uh, when I did it. I had to learn the hard way. Don't do that. But yeah, um, and I didn't you love Gargan who played William Gargan's character, Regan? Oh yeah. He was a scene stealer. I was cracking up the whole time. 
he's the world he's got to be the very worst butler in any movie ever made i loved him <laughs> but i loved it it was hilarious and a dad's response to him i was doubling over laughing it, it was funny um we leaving a lot out guys because of time but georgia come on in with the last few moments Oh, my goodness. Well, okay, one of the things that I thought was kind of interesting about this movie is, you know, it's the 1930s, and you are looking at a capsule. Uh, it's like a, a piece of history yes. or a capsule. You see what the drawing rooms were like, how people move through these rooms. Gorgeous. And with this elegant furniture, it's just gorgeous. Yes. And, and, and this is like a, a – and it's also – since it's the 1930s, everyone smokes like a chimney and they drink <laughs> like a fish. Yes. You know, they do, which is what, what one of the things that I think is so fun about this movie. But this movie is um, shows the upper class portrayed in a negative light. The lower class seem to have more fun. And as America moves through the Depression, mm -hmm. you will see that um, the plays will be less about the upper class and then more about the working class. Yes. So this was this film was made very soon after the carefree 1920s, you know, the roaring mm -hmm. 20s. And it was made uh, during the poor, more socially significant 1930s. So if you look at this movie as kind of a time capsule mm -hmm. and the message for that era and that time, that will help you frame it and understand it better. Um, and I just wanted to say that because... I, I just thought that this was such, in many ways, such a amazing movie because you see this woman who is thought of as a mistress, but she shows us a woman who's typically thought of as dishonorable. Mm -hmm. She's actually living a life of integrity. Yeah. She's being true to herself, and she's not what you would expect from this era. So this right. is another thing that really surprised me that I thought was so amazing about the Anne Harding character in this yes. movie. She was so contemporary and, and modern, smart, intelligent, and like I said, brutally honest with herself. That's why she bolted, you know, both times, especially that second time when she bolted. Um, she didn't want to be the other woman. I mean, it takes a lot of strength and character to break yourself. It's like getting off of a drug. And when she bolted, I, you know, I, as the audience member, Every time I saw it, I agree with you earlier, Georgia. I, I, it's not fake. It's not. It is totally realistic for her for a, for that character have to have done that. And so you know, <clears throat> these people are are, are are all artists. Daisy Ann Harding's character is literally an artist. She um, draws for fashion, and her friends—they're all Bohemians, really. So, and what was so also so groundbreaking? Her friend Frank. Um, today now they oh, had yeah. them as being lesbians or something like that. But her friend Frank, um, uh, who was the um, her model, and she was a cellist. She was a musician. They were all so modern and open minded and so honest with each other. It, it, and then I, because I hate that they got lost post pre code because Frank. They wouldn't have, she wouldn't have been in a movie or she would have been the, the, the wife next door with the kids and say, oh, it'll be okay, honey, and blah, blah, blah. Frank was like, F him, you know? <laughs> she was like, forget him. And the other friend, Joe, you know, he was like, screw him too, screw him. The wife, everybody, forget about him. I was like, yeah. yes, those are real friends. But, you know, post 
pre-code. Then it broke out to a musical number and some BS and, um, you know, I'm going to fry him some eggs. I don't know, girl, but it wouldn't have been this. I, it was so frank and honest. I loved it. Um, we saw it on YouTube for free, guys. George Cukor, um is is an uncredited as directing this, but he did direct it. Um, the great George Cukor, who's going to be doing a, a future movie we have coming up, uh, The Women. Um, and But uh, Edward Griffith directed this, and like um, Georgia said, that Philip Barry was the uh, was the playwright and Horace Jackson did the screenplay. Georgia, um, any final words before we get out of here? Um, the only thing that I want to say is this is a real gem. You should watch it. This is a must see. I am amazed that this movie is not better known yes. and and valued because it is truly is full of message impact yes. the acting is uh, is absolutely amazingly good yes. um and then so Moya's is going to tell you about our upcoming movies what we're going to do next that's, and we've got a halloween theme movie coming up yeah that's right uh i i fyi i don't i don't celebrate Hall halloween but um my friend georgia my coat my my ride or die she she is a she's a Halloween almost like a Halloween baby, huh, George? Is it almost safe to say? Yeah, I, I I was born very close to Halloween. Actually, they brought me home on Halloween from the hospital after I was born. I was wearing a little white gown. Aww. Of course, I have this big old head. <laughs> and my first nickname was the little spook. Ah! <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> hilarious and i'm glad you told that story about yourself and not me because that'll been i'm gonna leave that joke alone but anyway <laughs> but uh no so for my girl georgia we have coming up um we're gonna have the night of the living dead okay Ooh. that will be that will be coming up and then we mentioned george kukor uh who had a part to do with this movie we're going to next have the women, Norma Shearer, Roz Russell, and the queen herself, Joan Crawford. Then after that, Harold and Maude, one of my favorite movies, one of the weirdest, wackiest, best movies of the 70s, Harold and Maude. So, guys, we cannot wait to be with you again. Be, check us out on Facebook and um, check out our YouTube channel. We are so glad to bring you this 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 wacky podcast, and we can't wait to be with you guys again. So for How Betty Davis Saved My Life, I'm Moya. And I'm Georgia. Check out the Animal Kingdom on YouTube. Let us know what you think about it. We'll see you next time on How Betty Davis Saved My Life, Life Lessons from Classic Hollywood. Show me the ways, moving to Hollywood, something to Hollywood.